And trying to force yourself. Yeah, and so like one of the things that I see a lot is that if people are making decisions and they're not aware of the constraints they're operating in or or how their business partners are interacting with them, well then it's just like everybody's thrashing and nobody knows what's going on. So and so I have personally no hang-ups putting together a plan and then adapting you know, again, like letting that plan inform the decision making and the actions, and then letting the decisions and the actions inform the plan. Right. Where we've gone, like we're back, you and I both come from the, the PMI project yep. management world, right? Where software project management went wrong, it wasn't that planning and Gantt charts were bad, it's just like we started planning activities rather than outcomes. We started believing that our plans were like the thing, right? Well, and, and that we could make people work harder and Yeah, faster. and so like the business would want to believe the plan and then put pressure on the organization to make deliver the against happen, the plan. Yeah. Um, if, if we flip the mindset and we realize that the plan is really a series of constraints, right, an ideal state, okay. hopefully realistic, right, based on some notional, you mm-hmm. know, inclusion of the team to figure out, like, what's real and what's possible and those kinds of things. Right. But then it becomes a constraint or a baseline which we measure against. That's probably sure. a good word, right? Yeah. The, the plan is really a baseline. And if we understand the baseline and we understand the dependencies, then we can use lean and agile techniques to execute against that and let what's really happening on the ground, our ability to make decisions, the ability of the organizations to execute, the fact that the weather might be bad and we might get delayed or or the lead time or the, you know, something like the boat from China didn't show up with the case goods in time, right? right? I mean, that's reality and that plan has to be able to adjust, but just saying, Stuff's going to happen, so therefore we're not going to plan at all. It's dumb. Right, I think it's kind of dumb. Yeah. Right, and well, so and you'll find in these in these non-IT contexts in a really physical goods world, understanding how all these pieces need to fit together, right. I think is is super important. Do you think I mean, what you were just describing the plan to me seems like not so much a plan like a traditional person would consider, but a way of looking at what's actually going on, like something to judge against. Yeah, it might be it might be like if if you know so I live in Atlanta, if I want to go to California, I can plot that I'm going to take 20 out so far and then I'm going to go north and I'm going to go here and I'm going to go there. Right. And all along the way, I might have places I want to stop, I might have hotels reserved, you know, because if if there's constraints, I might need to reserve the hotel in advance, right? right? All kinds of different things. Right? So so it's reasonable to me to have some idea. I really do want to go to California. I'm not yeah. trying to figure out like it's not like I want to land in Seattle, right? I want to be in San Francisco or I want to be in LA. And this is the path I intend to take. This is how much time I have. This is how much money I have to spend on gas. These are the hotels I've reserved, right? All those kinds of things. These are the tourist sites I want to see. But the reality is, is that there's going to be traffic delays and yeah. your car might break down. Not in Atlanta. There would never, well, be, there'd never be a traffic delay in Atlanta, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> but so, so just because we have a plan doesn't mean that we like myopically, no matter what, like if I want to stop and go see the big gigantic ball of yarn on the side of the highway or whatever, yeah. you know, I can stop and do that. But if I do that, then I have to understand the impact for the, the rest impact, of the plan, yeah. right? Or if, or if um, you know, a tornado comes through and damages the road, I might have to turn around and go back and redirect. But I know where I'm at against the plan and I can communicate to the people around me. And so, so again, it's really fascinating. It actually goes back to my pre-version one days. 
It's a massive mindset shift yeah. for somebody who's used to looking at a plan like this is what we're going to do to saying this is something that we put together and we're just going to keep looking at the gap between where we are and that and then making smarter choices. Well, there's, the there's, there's, two, there's two elements of it, right? The plan, the, the plan provides a set of constraints, okay? So, so traditional management has to recognize that the plan isn't like the gospel of what's going right. to happen and any nonconformance to plan is failure, right? So, so leadership has to recognize that too yeah. but then but then the the people that are executing have to realize that you know what if we're going to be successful as a company right. this plan and these timelines and these budgets needs to happen okay right. and so they have to adapt the work that they do okay. to try the best to their ability to be in plan Okay. Right, if it means we work a little bit harder sometimes, or we make some trade-offs, or maybe we defer, maybe sometimes we choose You're technical debt. We're making way. choices along the way, and then so we want to make choices within the constraints. Right. And only at the point that we kind of go, look, this would be really stupid to honor this constraint, or maybe the constraint's now impossible, or something's happened that's caused, then at that point we want to escalate up and we want to communicate that the plan is likely going to change. Okay. So it's yeah. a more mindful approach to decision making. Absolutely, right? And so so again, right? So it's like it's like the people that want the plan to be right are making irrational decisions about execution. They, but but here's the, the flip side, right? The pendulum is swung. Now the people that are doing the executing are irrational about the plan. Yeah. And so what has to happen is the capacity and demand and the plan and the execution, it's our job to try to bring those into balance. Yeah. Okay, and let them inform each other. And so that's what this talk's gonna explore. It's like how do you set appropriate constraints? How do you do iterative and incremental decision making? How do you use those decisions to uh, inform execution and then create feedback loops across the stack? Okay. Make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. This is really cool. So if you're here, you want to go see Mike talk on Tuesday morning or Tuesday afternoon, Agile Transformation Explained 345, and the one we were just talking about, Faster Food and a Better Place to Sleep Applying Agile Outside Software. That's on Wednesday at 1045. And we're going to be doing live interviews all week long here at Agile 2017, so please keep checking back. And Mike, thanks for coming by, man. Thanks for having right. me. I appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of the conference. Okay, thank you.